0: The Prime Minister Tuesday morning, Chris Hipkins, morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Um, Cost of failure on the fleeing change of policy yesterday? I think the
1: police have acknowledged that in changing their fleeing driver's policy several years ago. The pendulum has probably swung too far away from holding those people who do that accountable. The government's currently in the process of changing the law to actually put greater penalties in place for people who flee from the police when the police are asking them to stop. I think the police changing their pursuits policy so that more of those drivers are pursued um, is probably, you know, overdue. It is probably something that they yeah. needed to do. Ultimately, those are decisions for the commissioner. Um, but I'm certainly, I'm certainly um, supportive of the changes that they announced yesterday.
0: Cost are too soft?
1: No, I think what I mean, it's a sign that the police in in dealing with the Independent Police Complaints authorities review. Um, into fleeing drivers swung the them too far away from pursuing you know, um, fleeing drivers well, That's the softness though they're isn't it? Re-correcting. He was, oh, he was all what...
0: kumbaya about it we told him at the time it would never work and they'd just take the mickey and that's exactly what they did but that didn't come out of nowhere.
1: That came out of an IPCA report. So, you know, there was a lot of concern about the level of, of, of innocent harm. You know, so people, innocent bystanders being harmed because of fleeing driver um, pursuits. And so I think that, you know, ultimately I think they've, they've, re- they've corrected and I think that it's a good thing.
0: OK. The law that you talked of that you're changing, when will it be changed?
1: Uh, it's going through Parliament at the moment. Um, so uh, I don't know where the bill is at in terms of select committee. Um, well, it just got, it's
0: re- only just gone. It got introduced on the 4th of June.
1: Yeah, so it'll go through a select committee process and then um, it will. Uh, and, and then, you know, the so, so, sooner the better as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Will it be done before the election?
1: Well, ultimately, that's up to the up to the parliamentarians on the Select Committee in terms of how long they take to... Um,
0: yeah, but to you, you're rising on, on the 31st of August. My suggestion is you're probably going to run out of time, aren't you? Well, we are running out of time in terms
1: of the overall legislative programme. There's no question about that. There's a lot of legislation before Parliament at the moment. I'm sure this will be a priority. I, um, I'm sure MPs will give it priority. I can't guarantee that it'll be through before the election, though.
0: Doesn't that sort of sum up your attitude to crime in general? It's sort of like you'll give it a go, but you might run out of time. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, Well no, Mike,
1: we also get criticised, including by people like you, for rushing laws through Parliament without sufficient scrutiny, so we do have to get the balance right here, this bill will go through a select committee scrutiny process,
0: um, and and then it will be passed into law. Is the bill too soft, increasing the period of licence disqualification after a second conviction? Why a second conviction?
1: Um, we've, got, we've got to make sure that this law is not completely inconsistent with other laws that are on the books as well. So um, it does significantly increase the penalties for people who fail to stop. Um, it does um, It does get more severe as you go
0: along. So if you do it... Like the more and more times break. you do it, the worse it gets. Yes, Why don't great, you just go you're, hard you're, the first time you're, you're, around? Why don't you actually just have some laws in this country where breaking the law is not acceptable and there are consequences for it?
1: Well, the law change allows the police to seize and impound someone's car. If they fail to stop, they can impound it for six months. That is a relatively severe consequence for someone who fails to stop. That's available is to it? them on the first offence. So, um, you know, there are um, first offenses, and then they ratchet up if someone does it again.
0: Have you read the Herald this morning and the poor bloke who's got the dairy that's been banged over 15 times despite several fog cannons, roller doors, bollards, alarms, 20 CCTV cameras?
1: Um, I haven't read that particular story, but I've certainly spoken to um, small business owners and visited small business owners where they have been um, victims of that kind of offending. And it's it's an utterly unacceptable position
0: for them to be in. Uh, Does it indicate that a bloke can can be hit 15 times with all that security, that your answer, i.e. the security, millions more of which you rolled out yesterday, doesn't work?
1: It's certainly not the ultimate answer. So, making sure that we're providing support to businesses so that they can be safer um, is is only, is, is, it is a, a short-term measure. It provides them some more reassurance, some more safety, some more support. Ultimately, we've got to reduce the level of offending in the first place. Mm. We've got to make sure that those who are doing the offending are held accountable for their actions.
0: Any we've sign that that's happening? On the beat
1: doing that. Well, we've got more police on the beat doing that. If you take RAM raiding, for example, we've talked about this before, if you look at the number of offences, you know, 698 prosecutions in the last year and a half for um, RAM raiding, 282 referrals, youth referrals, so that's young kids who are being put into the justice system and the youth referral process, that is evidence that the police are actively pursuing this. They're going and finding the young offenders and they're holding them accountable. And
0: that, I think, is the crux. And we've talked to Kerry Ellen about this, talked to Jenny Anderson about this, and no one seems prepared to have a go at the – and I think even Costa's got close – no one's prepared to have a go at the judicial process. In other words, yes, the police are rounding them up, and yes, the police are doing, with their resources, limited as they may be, at the very best they can. By the time they get to court, there are no consequences. Why doesn't somebody in your government stand up and send a message to the judicial process it needs improving?
1: I've said very clearly I'm not ruling out further legislative change in terms of you know um, how we deal with youth offenders in this, in this space in particular. Is that going to happen so before we'll- the election? Um, we'll we'll continue to work through the options ahead of us.
0: So is that a no? Um, there
1: sim- well, there aren't simple options here, Mike. You're dealing with some kids as young as twelve, for example, who are involved in this offending. Well, do and I don't want to so I, I, I don't well, I don't simply want to write them off and say that they're going to be lifelong criminal offenders. Yeah, but
0: the problem the problem with not writing them off, Chris, is that this is where we end up with six years on. We just they're taking the piss, and everybody knows it. The only people who don't seem to know it are you, Ginny Anderson, and perhaps the judicial process.
1: No, it just means we take a long-term view. And 10 years from now, I don't want to see some of these young offenders go on to be hardened criminals. And then people say, why didn't someone do something about that to stop them? So it's okay
0: if they ram-raid in the meantime while they eventually get to some utopia that you see in a decade's time? Absolutely not. Well, your record speaks for itself doesn't it? No, it doesn't. I mean, I just went mm-hmm. through the numbers with you. These
1: kids are being prosecuted. Yeah, so that's, well, that's my like point. My point of the question the people was, people. was they right. may
0: well be being prosecuted, but by the time they get to court, nothing happens. We know that's as a statistical fact. Only half of them are prosecuted. Of the half that are prosecuted, only a third ever get a sentence. That's your problem. Why doesn't someone in the government say something about the judicial process?
1: Well, look, I mean, because ultimately there are there are constraints around what we can say around the judicial process, as you know, um, the, what judges choose to do in terms of sentencing, they make those decisions independently of the government. Um, there are relatively harsh sentences available if the judiciary... Yeah, but they're not being use
0: used, them. and you know they're not.
1: Well like I said I'm, i as a as a minister no government can instruct the judiciary in terms of You what can change the law but use.
0: what you've suggested you might look at the law and when I asked you whether you're going to do it before the election the answer essentially was no. Well
1: ultimately if, you, if you, what you what you seem to be suggesting is that the government should legislate for mandatory
0: minimums. Well do something I. harder remove, yeah absolutely remove, solve a problem remove the less money discreter. less money on fog cannons more more attitude and attention towards solving the problem absolutely what's wrong with that? Uh,
1: I'm not going to introduce mandatory minimums in this space because we know from evidence abroad where they are used that they actually lead to quite unjust and unfair outcomes.
0: As opposed to what what we're dealing with at the moment over the last six years. I'm not certainly not defending the status quo. I'm certainly not not defending the status quo, and you don't want to change the status quo, so we're sort of stuck a bit, aren't we?
1: Well, no, I haven't said that, Mike. I've I've said that we're open to further changes to the law here. I mean, I said that right at the beginning of the interview. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to arbitrarily just pluck things out of thin air. We continue. Well, you to shouldn't have to. You should have
0: thought about that. it. What would you like to change that hardens the law in this country?
1: Well, uh, we, when we've got an announcement to make, I, I'm sure you I'll were be Minister happy of Police. Didn't you think about it? it. We certainly did. Yes, absolutely. and what do you think yeah, about? You'll see, well, you'll see some of the changes that we've already been making. So some of the changes we made around gang crime, some of the changes we've made around, we're making changes at the moment around fleeing driver, um, uh, fleeing drivers. These Well, were well so not we're That's not you. That's the
0: police commissioner the police. who you just argued is completely independent.
1: Well, no, we're changing the law as well, Mike. We're also increasing. Well, you in don't. The, need, um, well, that may or, or may not go through before the, the
0: election. You just conceded that as well.
1: Well, there's, you know, if we had a longer parliamentary term, of course... we. Oh, you want a longer parliamentary
0: term now, but, do you? How long are you there want is, But
1: there is there is a limit to the amount of legislation you can pass in any given parliamentary term. Yeah, but that's we'll based on we'll what... We'll certainly
0: what, try and get it through. That, that's based on what you see as important, isn't it?
1: Um, it was also based on timing. So, you you know, we, we we have been accused, including by people, including by you, Mike, of rushing law changes through the Parliament in the past. And we have to make sure that we put them through a proper process of scrutiny or we'll get criticised for that as well.
0: A couple of quick ones. NCEA, Ringototo College has joined St Cuth's. They're not offering NCEA Level 1 next year because the rules are hopeless. You say what?
1: A number of schools haven't been offering Level 1 for some time. It is voluntary, um, and schools make their own decisions about that.
0: Is that a failure in your system and your reforms? No, not at all. So they're saying we don't like the system you've implemented and are doing our own thing, and that's not a failure on your reform?
1: Um, as we've indicated, when we, when we did the NCEA reform, a number of schools had already stopped using level one at that point. It is a voluntary level. Um, we, we've got more levels of NCEA than most other countries. Most other countries
0: that have two okay. levels. So, of so you're happy with three. it? You're happy It is a it. voluntary level. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm relaxed about that. Okay. The vaping poll you might have seen on TV3 last night, the vast majority of us want to do something about banning vaping. Australia is. We're not. Are we going to change our mind?
1: Yeah, I've asked the Minister of Health to come to Cabinet with some further options on what we can do on that. I definitely think we need to do more in that area. Um, So um, the Minister of Health is going to be bringing forward some more proposals on that.
0: Before the election?
1: Uh, Certainly, I think we'd be in a position to announce what we're doing before the election.
0: But perhaps not change anything before the election?
1: Well, we might be able to get a bill introduced, but, you know, we are getting closer to the election now.
0: Appreciate your time as always. Chris Hipkins, Prime Minister.